Hey, podcasters. Welcome to Amassed Community Talks, where Amassed founder and CEO, Boaz Gilad, speaks with business professionals each week who inspire growth and change in their industry. Amassed Community Talks is sponsored by Amassed, the go-to wholesale marketplace connecting the construction industry with local suppliers. Check us out on amassed.com. Thanks for finding your time. Uh, so before we start, Greg, tell me, tell us a little bit about uh, GC2. All right, so the, G- uh, the GC2. About the company, about you personally, how you got there, what did you, anything you want to tell us a little, All little right. about it. I started the GC2 group a little over a year ago um, as an owner's representative, representative company for project management, um, as well as an estimating company. Uh, my background is actually, I started in construction as an assistant estimator. So it's always kind of followed me through. What basically made me want to start the company is I wanted to get out there and do my own thing. Um, I wanted to kind of be in charge. And I, I have a lot of passion for construction. And I wanted to be able to show that and help others who may not have the ability or don't have the resources to pull a project manager or an estimator on staff. Um, I offer a lot of uh like estimating experience, um, especially for subcontractors. So I, I instead tell of doing so, so Greg, let me just tell. So for people who are, because we have a lot of people who are not in the industry and a lot of languages that language that you and I use. So what is a job of an estimator? Is it someone who just uh, goes into a construction site or a project and says it's going to cost a million dollars, $10 million, or there's more to it? No, there's there's more to it. They, they, like this, they, basically the devil's in the details, and the estimator mm-hmm. is really responsible for going into the details of the project, and and that's what I do, and that's that's what I know. I, I've been down the road where you've gotten a budget before, and nobody looked at the details, and you're going through construction, and you get burned, um, and yeah. that's that's kind of what I'm looking to. So does someone bring you parallel to a general contractor or instead of a general contractors or where do people hire someone like you, like a, someone who does estimation? Uh, both general contractors and subcontractors, pre-construction, during construction. Um, I offer as I could work with a subcontractor just as much as I could work with a general contractor for a subcontractor. I could produce a bunch of takeoffs marked up on a PDF with a detailed Excel summary so they could put their number to it and be confident that they covered all the details and they're not going to get on site after they've signed the contract and lose money or, you know, or fight have to the sim- right. or change but orders. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And that's yeah. what I'm looking you know, to do. How do you come up with it? I mean, do you, do you look at the plans? Do you uh, look at the site? Is it a combination of what's actually on the paper versus actual what's in reality? If it was up to you, okay, what's the best way? Because we all know from construction, there's a difference between the, the what's on the paper or the architect design or the, the engineer's design and the reality of building a b- building. There's such, I mean, one right. of the reasons I established a mass is because we want to take a section, or in our case, it's the, the material portion and bring more organizational transparency to that world. So, from your experience, where are the challenges? Are there more in the plans, in the reality? And what's the biggest challenge you're dealing with in construction? The, cha- the, the biggest challenge is that what is on paper is, cannot always be in reality or it's missing the details. So to answer your question in the beginning, the best way to do it is if it's an existing building or an existing project, I would prefer to go on site and start my start my estimate or take off from there. If it's only pre-construction and drawings, then I ask for 
all the paperwork and review it thoroughly ahead of time as best as possible and go that route. But I got you. And so you, you think that from your experience of so many years, you, you think that the, the problem starts with the architect not giving enough details in the plans uh, or not understanding how construction works? What would you say is the challenge? The challenge, the challenge 100% is just because you drew it on lines with a piece of paper does not mean it's actually feasible to be built that way. And I think a lot of it is a, is a, is a misunderstanding on the architect's end of not really knowing how it goes in the field or the technical aspect of how it goes together. And I, there's a huge gap between the developer, the GC, the subcontractor, and the architect when it comes to that. And, and what I'm looking to do is kind of bring that all together before they get to a point where you're standing just staring at a blank wall or staring at a detail that you can't do. So good. By the way, uh, Bram, who's an architect also, is uh, sending us a little emoji. I don't know if it's crying or laughing, but he's responding to your comments. But, uh, uh, but, but th- that, that's a really uh, great point I want to cover. So one of the things we're doing at Amass is, for example, we're giving access to Amass for architectural students so they can uh, get to know material before they go on site. So you're saying, well, if, I, if I understand correctly, one of the challenges is that this intellectual world that architects works in, right? And in reality, those details are not done properly or not designed properly. So when you go to the construction site, it's not being implemented. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay, got you. And, and do you think it's because, and again, I don't think it's, it's about us learning together. That's why we're doing that Instagram Live uh, once a week to kind of learn things together from different angles. So do you think it's about um, the architects being disconnected from construction site? Do you think it's about the people who actually do the work don't have the sophistication to implement the vision of the architect. What do you think is the disconnect? It, it could be, it could definitely be a combination of both. Um, I think it, a lot of it is the technical aspect that the architect doesn't understand, but it also could be that the technical skill of the subcontractor, maybe they haven't done something before or the material they're not used to. There are a lot of new materials out there that these architects are on the up and up and, and more aware of sometimes than the field. But looking at all of this ahead of time, you could eliminate a lot of the confusion or the disconnect. And that's kind of where I would stand as the, as the middleman, the liaison to, to bring this all together so that the architect's you know, vision comes to life, but the subcontractor has ease when they're building it and they, they understand the actual construction and the parts and the pieces. I got you. I got you. good. So that actually leads us to the next question. So when it comes to material, because like I, like you know, Amassed is really in the world of material and bringing education and transparency to that world. In the world of material, do you see much of a change in the last uh, ten years uh, in the world of construction material? Well, I'm, look, I haven't really been in it for ten years, but in the years that I've been in eight years or whatever you're seeing, you know, since in the in the years that I have in the years that I have been in it, I do see uh, a change in material. There are more man-made materials out there that are of much better quality than they were, from my understanding, in the past. Uh, the technology to produce these materials, to cut these materials, to measure these materials has changed. Uh, just for instance, a countertop subcontractor now could come in and, and measure for a countertop all digitally and send it back to his machine and have it cut. Whereas before you were taking every measurement by hand, you were drawing you it on a, a piece mistake. of paper. Yeah. And if you made a mistake, one inch or half an inch mistake, it doesn't fit perfectly. So 
by using the robotics and laser, we can make things much more specific, right? Right. Or much more exact. And then, okay, so that that's the kind of um, the, where technology comes to construction and helps make less mistake. What about the actual material? Do you see change in material in the fabrication of it? Do you see new kind of insulation, new kind of because, for example. I, you, you probably know about uh, local law 97, which is completely going to transform the way people do business because of the environmental impact of buildings. So as someone who's on site every day, you know, in, in construction site, do you see a change in that? Do you see architects catching up to it, to the new material? Do you see contractors learning how to work with this with new material? No, no, no. I, I see the architects do catch up to it. And I think that's kind of where some of the disconnect comes in the field because the, the field guy or the subcontractor isn't catching it right away until you get to the point of inspection. That's the change. But there has been a change in material. There is definitely a change in uh, what the subcontractors are purchasing or, or what's being required by the city for environmental purposes and, uh, you know, the different codes. When you're in site on a, a daily basis, uh, what, what's the technology you guys use? Where it, Walk us through like the different places because most of the stuff it's a lot of labor and physical work and carrying stuff. But if you kind of went through the day and what will be what are the t- technologies you use? And you mentioned some of them, for example, the cutting of the material is much more specific, laser uh, based and you know and robotics based. But what other technologies you guys are using right now? One of the best things is our phone or an iPad. We're no longer carrying around rolls of of plans and. And, um, you know, spec books, we could pull it all up digitally. We can mark it up on site, take pictures for punch list, exactly show the exact location where the error is. Uh, we can. So that's, a, that's one of those management software like Procore or similar to that? Procore, actually... yeah, mm-hmm. Procore, yeah. Bluebeam. There's one other I'm drawing a blank right now, but yes. Fine, whatever you're using. It's not, we're, we're not pitching them. You know, we just, uh, <laughs> no. so, one, so one way is for you to be more mobile by carrying a, a tablet with you and taking pictures and looking at the plans and whether it's the architectural plans or mechanical plans and kind of see where the mistake is and match pictures and other things, right? Correct. Okay, what, what about material? Are you using any, uh, any uh, ability to calculate the amount of material or are you buying material online right now? Uh, we buy some material online in the field. Um, it depends. A lot of it still right now is coming through the old school stream of calling the sales rep and, and doing the takeoff, um, which isn't exactly always 100% efficient, especially well, when you're trying to compare we're prices. To yeah, we had to change that, you know, but, uh, but that, that's interesting. So you still, in that perspective, is old school. Would you say that real estate construction is uh, cutting edge of technology? It's kind of in the middle, it's back. How would you mark construction in the world of technology because here we are we're talking on instagram live and we took on everybody talks on zoom right now like do you feel like construction is a product of the future a product of the present or a product of uh, the past no the, the, it's a, i think it's a combination of a product of the past and a product of the future um there's a there's definitely a good middle ground in construction and i think it'll it'll always remain that way because yes there is great technology out there that are putting up you're putting up 3d printing buildings now but you're still never going to be able to replace a good set of hands and a hammer um Mm. so i think that's one of the interesting facts about construction is it will always move forward with technology but it will never eliminate the old school factor that actually makes it what it is 
Gotcha. What do you think about uh, prefabricated material? Don't you think that's going to change things? I, I, I've put buildings up and I've dealt with prefabricated materials and it changes it to an extent, but it, it changes the schedule more than it actually changes the construction. It allows you to put a building up much quicker. It allows you to turn over a building quicker and get in and out as a subcontractor. You're going there to make your final connections, to do your checks, to do your, so you're going in and getting your, your money quick. It, it changes your bread and butter aspect of the business, but it doesn't eliminate the set of hands. I got you. So Greg, if we spoke, it's 2020 now, and there's two questions I have. First of all, what's the impact of COVID on the construction site from your perspective? Like you get, you've been now working in the COVID uh, world. You, you work in Jersey, New Jersey, right? Um, uh, so I'm, I'm a, in New, New Jersey, York, New and, Jersey. And Philadelphia and New oh, York. Yeah. I've cool. been in all so three. Have a broader exposure. Very good. So what, uh, what is, um, the difference between if I walk into a construction site now versus a year ago? If you walk into a construction site now, you're going to see everybody with masks on. You're going to see sanitized stations, hand-washing stations. If you walked in a year ago, the only guy wearing a mask was maybe the guy doing the insulation or the mm -hmm. guy that was salt-cutting something. Um, you know, the sanitizer wasn't always readily available. But now you're going to see you're going to see that and you're going to see much higher respect for health. You're going to see some less guys crowded in, in one single area. You know, there are a lot of guidelines that have to be filled out there. And New York, for one, is definitely checking the guidelines on a daily basis. You have to take temperatures, do, do sign think, logs. Do you think that, uh, let's say, you know, hopefully a year from now, there'll be vaccine. Let's just say we're going more to more normal life. Um, do you think that there's fundamental changes that happened because of COVID that are not going to be the same? Uh, or do you think it's just a period because we need to take care of it, we're going to be very careful about sanitation, all the other stuff you're saying? Do you think? Do you see a fundamental movement to somewhere else or maybe, maybe not? You know, it's, it's hard to say. I, I think fundamentally it, it's going to change and it's going to stay. Uh, to, to a degree, the, the, health, the health consciousness on site is going to stay in place. I don't think mm -hmm. that's... that's uh, you know, I don't think that's really ever going to disappear fully, but maybe it may lax up a little bit. Yeah, I got you. Very good. So if you if you visited a construction site five years from now or, you know, how different will do you think it's going to be? And you're going to see more robotics. I, I would definitely definitely think you're going to see more more robotics. Um, you're, you're still going to see people, but you're going to see more more technology and more machinery. Um, to perform to perform the jobs in in my opinion so you 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 see a world where there's small robots basically doing taping or sanding or anything i don't that know can, i don't know in five years them, you're going to see that in. but that's yeah. in five years i don't think i think that's a little much to to, to see in the next five years but maybe the yeah. next 15 or 20 you're going to see parts of that but you and you're definitely going to see more prefabricated parts coming to site panels with windows already in, more modular style buildings as they come up with more accurate solutions for layouts and uh, yeah. stuff like that. Okay, so, uh, so Greg, thank you so much. Um, that's really helpful. We love the fact that we get a chance once a week to speak with people who actually have hands-on, on-site experience. And look, Mass is really uh, committed. And we, but, but, I don't know if you know, but we just opened Florida, North Carolina, New Jersey, New York, uh, Florida, California. 
So we were going really fast because there's a demand for some kind of, uh, not some kind of transparency, uh, ability to order everything online, everything you're talking about, uh, seeing, exposing yourself, different things. So we love that conversation of very hands-on uh, people who actually experience some day-to-day construction. Really appreciate it. Um, so again, GC2, right, group. Uh, and uh, you look, you're working Philly in New Jersey and in New York and, um, look, you know, doing consulting, doing construction management, doing uh, uh, estimation. And we would love to uh, have you in the future. And um, thanks for your time. No, thank you for having me. And I look forward to, to utilizing a mass as it, as it grows and, and being a part of the, the growing of the, uh, the program and the company. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you, everybody. Take care. Take care.